Get swept up. You wanted the best and you got the best. Swept up. Good morning, everyone. In case it's not morning where you are, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my marvelous co-host, the marvelous Marla Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? Rob, I'm just trying to teach you some fucking theater, McCubbin. Hey, watch your language. (laughs) (laughs) And Andy, you can absolutely not steal my 12-string Schwinar. (laughs) Lock your door once in a while. (laughs) He did just walk into my door not 10 minutes ago. All right, so today's episode of Swept Up, uh, of course, is brought to you by the delicious and ever-flowing Gibson's Finest Rare Whiskey. (sighs) Why do you slurp that? (laughs) Just so they can hear it. I mean, otherwise, it's just smooth. Um, That was a Japanese thing. (laughs) And then Gibson's like, no, you guys are racist, so we're not doing this thing. No, the Japanese, when they drink their tea, they really slurp it. That's how it goes. No, if you, if you slurp whiskey too much, too quickly, the vapor is just like, we already discussed this last episode. We don't need to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, if you didn't hear last episode, pay attention, because you'll learn a lot about throat fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Things I have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> For those days when you're an artist out on the street. <sighs> How do you make your money otherwise? God, God I need to get a new job. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so today we are covering a Baltimore-based band called Super City uh, with their new release, uh, their new single release called Greek. Cool. Well, that's fun. Because I don't even know what that what that's about. Like, why... Yeah. Is, it, is it, it called Super City because of the whole Trump thing? I wonder. Like, is that is that a, is it a new band? Like a brand new band? Uh, they're they're they released uh, their first uh, they released their sophomore album last fall. So that was their, so their second album was last fall. And they're so from I don't Baltimore. Know. Yeah, and they're from Baltimore. Yeah, that whole like bashed Baltimore. Greek. Thing. So is it going to be like it's all Greek to me? That kind of thing. Well, you have. Or is it going to be Greek tragedy? It's a good question. Oedipus Rex, perhaps. If you... Or is it going to be about a Greek society? Is it going to be about a fraternity? <laughs> exactly. Why don't, we, why don't we listen to the song and find out? Yeah, why don't we? Um, yeah, let's do that. I was I was about to make a very very dirty Grecian joke about um, the military, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. No, we already criticized the Japanese. We can't bad mouth the military. You don't have to get. It's, it's not allowed it's anymore. <laughs> Cheers. 
then it's over. Oh man. But then it's you over. just keep waiting. I just keep waiting oh, just for, the, for the weather, for the something to happen. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say right off the bat, that was awesome. That was so like it, the thing I like about that is it, it's like very 80s, but with that modern twist mm-hmm. to it, you know. It's like well, Rob and I were sitting there saying we were listening to the song. We're like, God, it sounds like Roxy music. Yeah, I love so this. Yeah. I'm just like I just hear Brian Ferry like it's. But it has like that use of like the the sort of eighties sounding synth in it. Yeah, it does. You're but right. First, that. But like it's not date. It's like it doesn't date itself. That's the thing. Like it's both eighties and modern at the same time, which is great. I love that. It's a little uh, Roxy music, a little spando ballet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Spando yeah. ballet. Yeah, you you say that, but then but when you listen to those to, to those bands. It fills the room. The dynamics are more obvious in those other bands. There's definitely right. no doubt about that. Like, you know, I mean, if we could hear this on an album, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. As opposed to sort of tops and the highs and lows are gone. Yeah, we were having a really uh, interesting conversation while we were listening to it about the the idea of how the digital compression sort of removes the, the highs and the lows, right? And it's just... You keep wanting the dynamics to be there because the the song itself has its own. Uh, I don't want to. I'm, I'm going to use the word crescendo, but that's what it feels like to me. But I want more dynamics within the music, right. within the layering of the sounds. That's the price yeah, you pay to have five million songs on your phone, though. It's not like it yeah. to to me. Like it's not even the song itself. It's just the mix, really. It it's, is the mix. It's that. It's right. Like the song yeah. itself is amazing. It's yeah. just. Or at least you could see where it could be amazing. Yeah, yeah, like it's uh, it needs a little bit more in the mix. The I will vocals agree are cool. The yeah. synth is cool. It's yeah. you know it's the pieces are there. The flavor is but amazing. it all sounds it's kind of kind of flat. The same and yeah. flat. That's yeah. The problem. Well, yeah, and as you're saying, nothing. Uh, and as Andy was saying, nothing pops out. Yeah, uh, specifically, and yeah, and there there are moments for the bass to yeah. to definitely yeah. give some lift on there, and moments for the synth as well. Because that's out. the stuff that actually creates the emotion in you when you're listening to it. Yeah. And if you don't get those things, you kind of you kind of hoping for for the sad or the happy or the whatever you're supposed to feel, and then it just doesn't. Just it doesn't come. It just doesn't yeah, come. I mean, this is interesting because I mean, I do like the song, but it's. As we've been listening to other uh, bands, what I'm becoming very aware of is I'm not overly a fan of the production. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know these people who are producing, if they're producing in a basement, need to go back to listen to analog recordings yeah. to understand dynamics. I, that's nice mm-hmm. that the compression is there, but you need to know something about music itself and how you can expand music and you know like yeah. I just find everything is is very simplistic yeah part of me wants to so simplicity can be fantastic if it's right. done right but yeah. I mean mm-hmm. one thing I will say is I wanted one thing I wanted to say that I find I can't even say in all fairness is that budget really does change a lot of things in terms of how production is like right. if you listen to um Bruno Mars' album, 24 Karat Magic. I don't know if you have. But if you listen to that album, the, like, man, everything pops 
the way it's supposed to. Right. And mm. the production quality well, is... There's a reason why people yeah. have Bob Ludwig master their disc. I, and, I, like, yeah. that's... Well, but the, yeah, the production... Get, sorry, yeah. The, I was going to say, they get, like... That's the difference between having, like, you know, 20 grand or plus to, to pay somebody... Plus. To, yeah. yeah. Like, 50 grand to yeah. pay somebody... Plus. plus. Whatever... Uh, yeah. However many hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars... Hundreds to of pay dollars. somebody... <laughs> To master your to album. Master yeah. Album. Well, Whereas, that's like because we because we review independent artists. So like, that's right. in yeah. all fairness, you know these sometimes people don't have the hundreds of thousand dollars right. to pay people exactly. to master I'll, their album. I'll often find so yeah. So with Bruno Mars specifically, mm. um, he's obviously he's not um, hard up for money, Fuck right? No. Uh, Fuck like no. he wears Versace shirts and you sex. Know. But having Versace on the floor, mm. I mean, he has a like, lot of write offs. Yeah, well, that's right. He just write that off. That's right. So he does a lot. But then you have someone... So, for, for example, now Charlie Puth is really big mm. as a pop artist. But when he did Voice Notes, which is an, an album of his, he did it all... He just mixed it all by himself on his computer. And he sequenced every fucking instrument. Which I can't imagine the amount of painstaking fucking time God, that takes. that's like so many hours. But... So I know, for example, so I guess it is still about the budget. I thought it wasn't going to be fair because in my mind, you can still do great quality with very little. Like with well, that's what I was wondering. I was going to ask you about that because yeah. you do this stuff. Like you play, yeah. you are a musician. So yeah. But you should be able to pump up things just yeah. from your computer. Like isn't that the point of having a computer? You can change. The exactly. So, so with Cakewalk, for example, which is what I use when I record, is um, when I'm doing music, I can, I can play with the highs, the mills, the lows. I can play with... Um, with where the sound comes from. I can pull it all the way left. I can pull it all the way right. So if I want to have stuff bouncing back and forth and I can pull things forward in the mix. One thing I'll always do, but it's mainly because I'm a singer, so I'm kind of, uh, I guess, pulling myself that way, is that I'll always pull the vocals forward because I want to understand the music. Thank you. Um, you want to understand the lyrics. I want to understand, yeah. I right. want to understand what's happening, right? But one thing I hate is that shoegaze fucking music stuff where it's just like they're looking at their feet and then I'm singing the song and I'm singing whatever. It's like, pull the fucking vocals forward and stop putting effects on it. Just give me your right. vocals, right? I want to hear that. Like, Neil Young doesn't have a good voice. Bob Dylan doesn't have a good voice. Leonard Cohen doesn't really have a good voice. But their lyrics, you hear it all. Oh, yeah. You and you understand, understand exactly it. what they're saying. And that hits, right? So, I, this absolutely has very little now. To but in this song. But this music. No, but it was interesting. But, in this song, this guy, this guy has great vocals. Very yeah. pure. Right. And, uh, and, but, but so what, I guess? Yeah. But so yeah, so in terms of production quality, anyway, um, on a low budget you can do, but if you're paying someone else to do it, and you're on a low budget, they might just take that little amount of money and say, "Well, this is what you get for what you paid." Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's very the true. thing. Like, very if, true. if you don't have that, like, if you don't have that skill set to be able to sit down and edit your own music and spend, you know, like hundreds of hours sitting down and editing each individual track and whatnot like it's like mm. you have that certain budget where you can pay somebody to do it so you know like it's yeah because not everybody has that and set I've, of skills i've often found solo musicians who do their own production stuff i mean to be fair some of them can be pretty um unaware i guess i'll say mm-hmm. in terms of like how to mix and master this is why I send most of my stuff to Dylan afterwards to um, to do all my mixing and mastering. Like, I'll record the thing and I'll say, like, you're a better engineer than I am. That's right. Please all do this the software stuff. in the world right? doesn't make yeah. you an artist. Yeah. It no, doesn't make you an engineering yeah. artist. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you a producer. Producers are the people who go out 
and they they go into a, a, a store in Toronto, like Steve's mm-hmm. music store, and they find a Moog organ, and they go, this particular mm-hmm. Moog organ is what this song needs at this moment. Yeah. That's what a producer yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but there are certain individual artists I found while reviewing stuff um, after, like, years of doing this shit that I find if they're doing it all on their own, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. They just find the way to do it because they're the ones spending their own time. They're not paying someone else to do it. Yeah, They're exactly. painstakingly going through all this shit to find their own sound, right? Right. I don't know if that's and what they they've want, done And here. it is what they wanted it to be. Exactly. Which, this could be the same way. Like, Marla kind of alluded to that, the idea that so if you have that confidence, you're working with this person who says, I, you know, this is what you get for your money. But if you're the person who says, I, I really kind of would like the vocals to come up a bit. Yeah. And I, I, there's a little bit of a hi-hat that you can't hear. Can we bring that up? Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. If you know mm-hmm. musically what you're doing, then, you know, could you, could you push your producer or your engineer to do that for you? Right? Yeah. And, and that's a big thing. So th- this may not specifically have anything to do with Super City, um, but with, in terms of musicians in general, if, if you're working with another producer... Uh, or engineer and you feel like you want something that they're saying is opposite or that they're just not bringing out don't shy away from that shit it's your music yeah you're paying them to do that thing so you pay them so you can say Mm. oh no 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 no. i want to hear this more i want to pull that back let's thin this out let's make this wide let's put this on the left the right that's easy to say i think but you know especially if you have a some a, a producer or a, an engineer with a reputation or positive reputation mm-hmm. is tough as an artist to sort of yeah that yeah. And money. it's true you're it, in the studio really... for an hour you've already paid mm-hmm. your fifty yeah. sixty hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm. and then this dude says listen you, we can do what you want but uh, that's going to cost you another hundred thousand right. well yeah. yeah and that's the thing like I feel like it's very situational in that yeah. like you know you could be working it really depends on who you're working with like you could be working with somebody who's really collaborative and is like okay what do you think about this like right. I, they have their own ideas but at the same time they know that it's your music so you can say hey I want this in the mix instead of adding this effect let's do this here yeah. and then like or you could have somebody that's like, no, I know what I'm doing. You want this, this, and this here, and like, it's my way or the fucking highway. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not always gonna get George Martin. That's right. But if you, if, <laughs> you know, if, like, if you find that second, not that, for three cases of beer, anyway. That's no. right. But if you find that latter uh, producer who's saying it's my way or the fucking highway and isn't willing to compromise at all, I'm, I'm sorry. A laptop with quality software for you to do all the things that they're doing anyway costs you two to three thousand dollars on the high end and you can produce all that same shit if you're willing to spend the time so if you find yourself with a producer you're spending way too much money on who's just being a prick about something and is not willing to to bend at all to your own will on your own music tell them to fuck off and then spend the money on a laptop instead and do it yourself oh yeah absolutely i I realize that there are constraints for some people and that and like it's it is going to be situational but i swear to god you're going to feel way better about yourself if you do it that way because it's going to be the way you want it even if other people if it's not accepted well that's fine you know it's a classic bullshit example i guess but like Dylan went electric and everyone fucking booed him. He didn't care. He was going electric. That's what he decided to do. It happened. Everyone booed him and he's still a fucking superstar. So what does anyone care? Well, yeah, it's like Mumford and Sons did that too. 
Queen recorded with, with, with a little, and it was a piece of shit. With a little less of a... What was that? I don't know what, not some more. Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mumford and Sons did it with a little less of a reaction, I think, than Dylan. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the stuff we're talking about as well, like, we're not talking, most bands are not looking to spend, you know, $20,000 on this stuff. No. Maybe a thousand bucks. Maybe. Maybe 500 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, we should, maybe we should be talking software, we should be talking some of that kind of stuff, just to... Yeah. From from an information point of view. Well, I, Like, I would, I, I'm going to spend, like, $12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not well, getting shit. For well, from no, no, no. You, you know, you will. Uh, you will get lots of shit for twelve. You, you, I'm both hurt. You, you will for less than that. Be, uh, from an information standpoint, Cakewalk is free. Yeah, that's right. Um, which it, I mean, it didn't necessarily used to be, but now, and they, everyone, at least in my, in my circle of music people, thought they had gone under years and years ago. And they re-released a new DAW that we're now using to record this episode, mm-hmm. uh, which I downloaded for free. I was using Pro Tools before that and paying out the ass to use it. But Cakewalk is um, is an easier interface to work. It's it's uh, Cakewalk's the one they used to give away with uh, like microphones and stuff like that. Yeah, it was either like Cakewalk uh, SE, like the like the light version of it, or or uh, Audacity. They throw out with that as well, right? Or stuff like a Sonar was uh, was Cakewalk product, right? Or Cakewalk's a Sonar product, whichever way that goes. Um, we anyway, we, we should go back to the song uh, Greek by Super City, mm-hmm. which is so as, as much as this conversation was wonderfully informative and and important, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, so Dan Ryan, who I assume is the lead vocals, because every member of this band does vocals, but he has top billing, so I assume Dan Ryan is the lead vocalist. He's the guy with the van. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a drummer. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he needs the space. Yeah. Um, but his so, dad drives it. So if it, if it is indeed Dan Ryan who's the lead vocalist, um, man, I love it because it at the start, like when he... When he has to go up, he's going into his head voice, right? He's doing some falsetto mm-hmm. stuff. He's yeah. up there. And then once you get further into the song, he says, fuck that. And he just opens everything up to like a full body voice and hits the same notes. And I'm like, right. yeah. And he gives yeah. it gives a more that, punch. And that one yeah, that's good bit where yeah. it just, it, uh, it sort of explodes and his vocals almost go into like a rock sound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wonderful. Bit of a and that's what I was waiting for. I was, yeah. I was waiting yeah. for that. That's a good bit. Like, that's a solid, solid mm. bit of the song. I mm. love the way they end that song just like fading into that synth and then just, just boop, stops. And it's just gone. Done. Yeah, it's yeah. Like it's, it's like somebody, I, somebody pulled the plug. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. I got blisters on my fingers. That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because it, it, it reminds me of stress rock in a way because like as Andy you were saying okay but now where does it go? Like when does it kick in? Right here and then the drums kicked in when you're like when does it kick in? But it didn't pick up pace necessarily right? And then when it hit the bridge you were like fuck yeah Rob was like yeah, 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 yeah. that's where it hits that's where it changes and then Marley like when it hits to the end and that synth comes out and you're just like oh. Mm. So it expanded that way and then Andy you were saying it's like Oh, now the synth happened, but now what? Yeah. Oh, it just ends. Oh, yeah. fuck, oh, right? Yeah. But I was ready for more. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I'm i a big fan. I, I think it's because of my love of Nine Inch Nails, where they have this wonderful ability to create stressful music, where it's just like, it's 
it's one constant thing and then there's another layer added to it but it's still that constant pace and then there's another layer to it and you're like fuck this is beautiful and you're just waiting for that resolve you're Mike just, Oldfield you're wait, Mike Oldfield's a good example yeah. of that as well and you're just waiting for that resolve like and on a more rock perspective of that Rick Springfield's a very good yeah, example yeah, yeah, of that yeah 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 that's totally true um, yeah, yeah. That, that stress like you're waiting you're waiting for it and it just keeps going 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 and you just wait for that resolve and then the end hits and you're like ah you know, in this case, it actually almost did the opposite at the end because it was like, okay, now I want, now I'm ready for more. And it wasn't really a resolve. It was just like, here's more. No, fuck yourself. We're done. Right. right? And so I'm a fan of that. I, I do wish that it was a bit uh, fuller. It wasn't just sitting all on level in the mix. Yeah. I wish there was stuff that would pop out. But uh, I love that stress quality to, right. to yeah. the song. I wish that he would have actually got Jesse's girl. But he didn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Damn it. Damn it, Rick Springfield. Did Brian yeah. Ferry ever get Jesse's girl? Did Brian? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> no, he got Avalon instead. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, that's the latest single out from uh, Super City. It's called Greek. Uh, Why is it called Greek? That's, you know what? I have no fucking clue. Any, uh, any speculation in here? Right, well, I'd have to see the lyrics. And yeah, I'd have I to, to re-listen to the song again to yeah. figure that out. Yeah. Shall we? Put the song on again? Well, we can put the song on again. We don't have to have them here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we will. Yeah, I wouldn't mind listening to it again. Yeah. Just to start it, just to see. Yeah. All right. So we had a second listen to that. And we've decided that uh, when it's cranked up a little bit more, uh, the elements are more uh, obvious. Uh, I still feel that the uh, the vocals could come forth on it a little bit more, especially because we want to know what's being said, because we assume that it must be somewhat meaning, meaningful, especially when you're using words like oblivion and when the churches fall. It obviously is not, you know, boy mm-hmm. meets girl, boy loses girl kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. I, just, I just felt it more. And that's when I'm listening to music. With I, I think back to the mid '70s, you know, and you're putting some headphones on, laying on the living room floor, mm-hmm. like you're feeling this stuff, and you're cranking it up, and you're you're like just living the music. Yeah. Uh, so I liked it. I mean, I I felt way better this time than I did the last time. And we don't often listen to the thing a second time and then talk about it. So it's no, but I mean, and I mean to be fair though, we're I mean, it's just a single cover on this episode, so we, we're afforded the extra time to just be like. Fuck it, let's just give it another yeah. listen. Yeah, right. But also, I think it was an interesting enough song that it deserved to be listened to again. No, I absolutely agree. I uh, think it's definitely yeah. a song that like deserves to be listened to more than once. Like, like it's, it's probably going on your car playlist so that oh, we can drive to. Oh, absolutely, it's going on my car playlist. <laughs> Fucking right, it is. Yeah, I I love this, and I like I still stand by the whole like the whole Roxy music feel of the song. Mm-hmm. I, like, it just, I love it. I love it. Like, Don't worry, we bet you guys can dance better. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can dance better than Ryan Ferry and his, like, awkward dad dancing. No <laughs> <laughs> okay. One of the things that I think about this is, it's just the way I think about this stuff, is I wonder, like, what kind of influence Baltimore has. Like, what is it about Baltimore that creates this sound? I mean, yeah. I mean we're all products of our environment, so I just sort of wonder... Yeah. You know, the, the timing. Or, yeah, how does this uh, speak to the experience of being in Baltimore or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, like, what part of Baltimore are you in? Are you in the, are you in the nice parts or are you in the... the Is that why nice it's called Super City? Nice parts. Are you in Greek Town? Is that why the song's called Greek? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's one of those things like the... 
sit down and have a few pints and just talk yeah. with the guys and just see. When was it mm-hmm. recorded, this particular song? Just recently? Or? Yeah, this this is their latest single. This was just put out. I'm um, wondering if it has anything to do with uh, economic down downfall in Greek and all the protests and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. We'll find out in a couple months. Churches fall. Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, why, and why don't you invite them up and then we will get them Or up. is it simply, like I made the, the comment earlier about the tragedy, is the word Greek in reference to the idea of this is about like a, a fall from grace or this is about, you know, another fall of man or, or and that kind of thing. If, it, if it's that grand in scale that it's yeah. talking about yeah. the very idea of, you know, the however you pronounce it, the hamartia, you know, the tragic flaw that yeah. that pulls us down. And is that why it's called Greek? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I really do hope it's not a boy meets girl, boy loses girl song because yeah. that would be sad. Yeah, like <laughs> so, it's a Prometheus kind of a thing or a... Or something a big like that. Sisyphus thing. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know. It'd be interesting. Mm. We can get some, uh, some Gibsons and we can invite them up. That's right. Exactly. So, uh, so look, guys, I don't know if uh, down in Baltimore you have this, but uh, we have this fantastic, uh, fine, rare whiskey called uh, Gibson's, and we'd love to share it with you. So if you ever want to come up to North Bay, the buzzing... For whatever ungodly reason. The buzzing metropolis that it is. Bring a jacket. Uh, bring a jacket, because uh, winter is coming. And, um, Baltimore gets cold. I'm sure it does. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> does Baltimore get minus forty cold? Oh, yeah. Minus fifty, you mean? That was last year. Yeah. Um, but anyway, do please uh, come up or Skype into an interview or something of the like. Uh, let's get in touch and talk about your music. It's kick ass, and we want to hear more. Can't wait to hear what comes after this single. Um, so thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, subscribe to Swept Up. Uh, check out LeClairStudios.com. We're powered by LeClairStudios.com as well as Gibson's Finest Rare Whiskey. And uh, check out the links below and check out Super City. Swept Media. Get swept up in today's independent music.